Hi, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, and today I have Maggie Roth as my guest, and she is a freelance illustrator based out of Oklahoma. Hi, Maggie. Hello, happy to be here. Yeah, um, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Would you mind uh, telling the audience a little bit about yourself? I'm sure. Uh, well, I was, um, well, I was born in Pennsylvania, so I started there, and then growing up, I always loved art. I always loved animation and the idea of bringing characters to life, so I eventually went to the Savannah College of Art and Design, and I majored in illustration, so yeah, I took my passion there, and then I got a job at Hobby Lobby as a graphic designer, and now currently I'm working as a freelance artist just trying to find myself and my style and see where my art can go. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you know, I, I liked all the variety of work that you do. I mean, it's it's like this beautiful high-end contemporary gallery, you know, museum art pieces that are these intricate, like, line um, designs. And then you do this really cute, like, like I could see it in an animation. I could see it in a children's book. Um, the little characters, the surface designs. So how how did you go from you know because it's such a I mean illustration's a broad field, but and, oh and then the embroidery. I saw some jewelry making and all that. So how what how did you get into all those different areas? Would you mind telling us about it? There's a lot. Um, well, off the bat. Like I said, I was always inspired by animation. So like Disney and all that, I always thought I wanted to be an animator or bring characters to life. So that that really uh, brought out the illustrative cartoon cute style in me. And then when I went to SCAD to study animation, like oh. being a part of the classes, it wasn't what I wanted because I wanted more creativity, like hands-on, like uh, expressing myself through the art. And then I had this opportunity to go to Lacoste mm -hmm. because Dad has a great um, studying abroad program. And we got to go to the Louvre and all these, you know, really amazing museums that just like opens the world to different kinds of art and stuff. And before we left Lacoste, we had this open studio where we could create whatever we wanted to like represent our time there. And that's why I um, dove into my line work because I thought like this whole experience there was so much a part of it, but I could describe it and feel it as like this linear, this line kind of um, style. It felt like a, like a gesture drawing, but also everything was in the moment. So that's like where the line art came about. Mm -hmm. um, so I think my styles, they just, they bounce from two things, mm -hmm. but it's all from like different experiences mm -hmm. that I've had in my life. Okay. So... Well, that's cool because the um the line art stuff you do it could be in a fine art museum but i could also see it very being very uh appealing for like like when i was talking to another scad grad who is a rug designer in new york city and she also does textiles but um it kind of feels like some of the stuff that she's designing for interior designers for a high-end rugs you have a very, it's like, like stuff you would see in Architectural Digest, very contemporary. It's got a really, um, really cool vibe, very, you know. So 
how do you make the line art stuff? I'm sorry, it was hard to tell because then I saw the digital stuff and then I was like, I think it's painted though in this area or, you know, so can you tell us a little bit about your process? Like, I know you're talking about that you, you draw from your personal experience, but uh, how about how you use your materials and techniques? Right. Um, well, I, I know in the very beginning, it would just be in like a sketchbook. I would always like to do um, like blind contour drawings of people mm -hmm. because, you know, you're capturing someone all in that moment. So it would always be come from a sketch right in the moment, you know, pencil on paper. But then I went into maybe making it a little bit more professional looking and going on like a Wacom mm -hmm. Wacom and like drawing it digitally or going on a canvas and just painting it. But I think, uh, I think it all just starts like in the moment. Like it doesn't really matter what the medium is. Uh -huh. Like it could be a mural, it could be something digital, it could be a sketch or something on uh, shirt, clothing. I think if it's all in one moment, you're just creating something that uh, goes with the flow, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So yeah, I guess my process is just finding a medium, but then trying to figure out the best way to execute the line art. For example, like embroidery, uh -huh. you need to learn how to learn, but you need to figure out how are you going to get that uh, executed on a piece of clothing because that's completely different than just quickly sketching something. So that's cool because I was like, wow, that's such a great exploration of the line stuff. I've been getting into more line work myself because. I think it's because I'm just getting old. I just have a really hard time seeing. I have uh, progressive lenses now at my age. So it's like I started relying more on pen and ink line work because it's just easier to see. And then I could fill in with my values and colors. And uh, yeah, because every time I would just try to do it without, you know, like I see these beautiful watercolors people aren't really using. It's more about the values and colors. And I was just like, can't, I can't do it. I can't see it. But I love the line yeah. quality in your work. And then you do these really cute surface designs. So can you tell me, like, did you take certain classes at SCAD for that? Or was that something that you did with your job at Hobby Lobby? Or was this something that you just did on your own? Right. So I took a... Um, I, I think it was called Patterns, or it was Surface Design class. It was in the ocean major, it was a free, not a free, um, it was just another elective you could take, so I took that my senior year, and that was with um, Linda, and mm -hmm. she just taught us how to make patterns in Illustrator and Photoshop, and how you are able to tile it and such, so that class really helped me, I think, land the job at Hobby Lobby, because, oh. you know, my I asked my team leader at one point, I was just like, you know, what in my portfolio stood out to you? And she oh. said she really liked the patterns because I was on the fabric team specifically at Hobby Lobby. Oh. And I did learn a bit of pattern design at school and like that general knowledge of just being able to, you know, create a pattern and know how to make it tile and such, that helped give me a good foundation for the job I had at Hobby Lobby. And working at Hobby Lobby with that, um, uh, on that team, it helped me realize how much goes into, you know, creating a pattern for fabric. It's not just, you know, throwing, you know, a design and just making a repeat. It's more like seeing it as a whole, like conceptualizing it as what it would be like in a collection or, you know, the color theory behind it and thinking of how it, it would tile instead of just, you know, uh, 
just throwing something on the artboard. So oh, okay, that is so cool. So so when you're working as um a team on something like that, I guess how does that work? Because you know, like I took and the interesting thing you mentioned, um, Professor Constantino, I took her graduate digital illustration class. It was that project that she had us do for surface design. I really enjoyed it. I don't know. It was just like, I like doing, and it sounds so cheesy, but I really like doing the little mock-ups and taking your pattern, putting it on stuff. Yeah. And it just reminded me of when I was a little kid, like, um, I always gravitated to art, but it was like, I'd make everything out of paper. It was like, I don't yeah. know. I was like preoccupied with paper. So I was making these paper dolls. I would make everything miniature and paper and I draw and make little patterns. And it just reminded me of doing that when I was a kid. So it was just really fun. And so how is it different from when you take a class at SCAD versus when you're working in a team with other, you know, collaborators? How does that work? Oh, wow. That's an interesting question. That's a different I think it's a little different because when you're in a class and you're learning it, uh -huh. it's more of getting the assignment done. Okay. I know that doesn't sound great, but in the sense that you're just trying to learn it and process it, you're like, okay, I got it. I'm learning. But when you're in the field, you have to like execute it because you're thinking mm -hmm. of what this really means. This is going to be in the store. This is going to be possibly like uh, on a book bag or someone's pajamas. Mm -hmm. So I think the mentality of it, you know that there's more behind it, except for just an assignment that you're doing. Yes, um, gotcha. And on a team, uh, for the fabric team, I think mm -hmm. there was some collaborating with, you know, your coordinators and your team leaders for like what they want and what you're giving them. Okay. Um, I think it's still mostly you, or okay. at least when I was on the team, it's mostly like you figure it out on your own, but you also know that like your team leaders are there for you or okay. other team members are there. So it's like they have the trust in you to know like you were hired for this job and you're a great artist and you know how to do pattern designs, like show us what you can do. And then all together we can collaborate and figure out the best outcome for this. So it's okay. like a good chance for you to like show what you have, okay. but also know that we're all in it together too. Okay, great. Well, and I was wondering, so did you get to like, did you guys collaborate as a team as far as maybe the motifs? Do you, do you guys tend to work? Like I talked to uh, two other people who work for other retailers. It's kind of interesting because there were some similarities. Like I talked to Marika Auber, she works for Carter's. And then I talked to Caitlin Yoder, she works for Kohl's. So they're always working like a year ahead, which was interesting. They're season oh ahead. And then it was like, I guess it just depends on like, I guess what you're, you know, cause like Carter's is very kid, little kid friendly. And then Caitlin is doing um, women's active wear and pajamas. So mm -hmm. I, I get the feeling from talking to them, like they got to like, they would work collaboratively as far as like trends and things like that and directions but then they got to do the actual little illustrations for the the patterns and stuff like that. Is it similar like that at Hobby Lobby or? It is similar like that in a sense that uh, Hobby Lobby has a big, as I assume a lot of companies, they yeah. have a big library of art that's already been created or like mm. art that they might have in store already. So sometimes we would work off that 
and we would also work, you know, a year ahead, like maybe do Valentine's Day for next year because you're trying to maybe get the concept out um, for buyers to look at it and see what they want before it goes on the store. And so what I learned was um, they have art that already exists that you're going to work with. Okay. But you also, as an artist, has a chance to say, hey, like, I could add something to this of my own art that could improve this. Or, you know, maybe it's missing this and I'd want to throw this in there. Or I was able to do a few in-house illustrations because I just knew, like, there's no... Um, I just, I wasn't afraid to just say, hey, like, yeah. I'm an illustrator, you hired me, I would love to show you what I can do, yeah. so it was a combination of art that already exists and working with that and just being a designer, uh-huh. but also being an illustrator and creating in-house illustrations that you think would work with the company and the audience that the company is trying to, you know, get yeah, I think that's so smart because then you're building your portfolio and it's not just like the stuff that you're being assigned, but you're making projects for yourself so you can also incorporate that. I got to do a little bit of art direction. I got to say, hey, this is kind of where I think my skill sets. And so I think um, as far as in the direction of working for somebody, I think that's always really great. You know, when somebody can say, hey, I, I think this could work for you guys. Yeah, that's awesome. So I was just curious. Um, Okay, so then how did the paper, okay, so now on it, because you have these really cute, like, was that, like, it looked like the characters from the surface design, they were put on, like, 3D paper, like, cards and stuff that were so cute. What, where was that from? Or why? That, um, well, like I said, when I, in my senior year, I was Uh really just looking at, you know, being hired by companies, and I just thought, oh, maybe if, I do a card thing uh, Hallmark wanted. If I do, you know, a pattern, maybe Hobby Lobby will, you know, like it. So I really just expanded and took my art and tried to translate it into everything to show like, hey, like I'm an artist, but I can also like show where this can go. It can be, you know, surface design. It can be on a stationary thing. So, and it was things I really liked making that pop-up card because that brought it to life even more. So... That's cool. Yeah, because I really, I find paper engineering, it's, that can be really challenging because oh, it's one, yeah, because it's one thing when you just have a flat <laughs> illustration and I, uh, I just marvel at people who can do those intricate, like, um, you know, pop-up books. Like I just, um, I, I teach animation. I'm not an animator, but I have to teach it for my day job, which um, I just bought the whole six, I think it's six seasons of Adventure Time, and the inside of it opens up into the whole set of Adventure Time, and it's 3D. You can see both sides of Jake and Finn's um, house, at, like, from inside and out. It just, it's such, it's a hard thing. I mean, like, so it was just something you... But you must have been somewhat interested in that pre. It wasn't just I, you know. To me, it seems like there's a passion in your work. I mean, you're just either that you're just a serious go getter. Because I'm like, that's a lot to take on. Your senior year, you're like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, that's real, and do it well, and you did do it well. So, like, how did you figure out how to do the um, the pop up for that? I really looked at companies that did it. Uh-huh. It's kind of just like research. It's just like, okay. what companies are doing this? And 
how do they do it? And then you also just YouTube, like, oh. how do you make a pop car? Or how do you this? Like, the general things, but uh-huh. then you try to experiment with it. So okay. I think the, the passion that shows through my art is me wanting to learn, like, how someone did it. Because it's like, you know, that that's a great way to express and show you know, someone's art through a pop-up thing. So it's like, imagine if I could do that, that'd be really cool. And then that's how I learned whether or not I like that or not, because, you know, I have a whole life to live, a whole life to live. And it's like, what do I want to do? And like, what do I want to experiment with? So it's exciting to just see like, oh, like pop-up books, I'll try it out. Let's see if I like it. Or embroidery, like, how do I like that? And then it's cool to know what you learn and where you can take that moving on to the next project or thing. Oh, that's awesome. That's so creative. I wish I'd been more like that in my undergrad because I felt like there was so much, and it was a long time ago, but it felt like it was just like uh, hone in on style. Like you, you need a style. And I really feel like that just comes with time and knowing what you like to do, all the exploration. Now going for my master's degree in illustration, I've done all this researching and figuring out what am I wanting to improve? And I found, you know, the whole idea of just spending time learning materials and techniques. Like I um, started a, it's going to be my thesis where I tie in children's book illustration with pattern design. And I'm still on step one. I'm just researching and developing. I'm playing around with materials and techniques. I'm doing different kinds of lines and using my sketchbook. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. I used to be so like, you have to have it done by the X, Y, Z and these deadlines. And so now I feel like that's not what, um, that's not the best way. You, you kind of grind yourself out and you kind of burn yourself out. And, you, and then you're not happy, you know, with the work. Things in the moment because yeah. one thing can lead to something else that you didn't know. Mm-hmm. But if you're just you know pressing through it, you're not going to figure that out. And that kind of uh, to be, I guess, in relevance to now, mm-hmm. everyone in quarantine, everyone thinks they have to be super productive. But it's good to just process things and figure things out because you know this is the not this is the time, but you never know what might come about when you're just allowing yourself to be okay with not letting things be okay if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. so it's good that you're just focusing on not focusing on things you're like just experimenting going through and experiencing it Yes, exactly. I taught elementary art for about eight years, and that joy that my students would have at that young age when they are exploring and they're just playing and sandboxing it, they get so much joy out. And I'd forgotten about, like, and then coming back to graduate school and doing my thesis, I'm like, I want to get back to that. I want to do work that I enjoy and figure out what is it that I not only do well, but that I like to do. And hopefully the two coincide coincide with each other. But you do so many different things so well. So like going from the paper sculptures, and then I also saw some jewelry designs that obviously I could tell that you were thinking about the lines again in that work. How, did you take a jewelry making class or did you just like YouTube that or like, how'd you do that? Yeah, I, I didn't take any class for that. I, I think I just YouTubed it too. Also, oh, cool. and I just found the wire at a craft store and then the tools to make it. I mm. think also what I how I'm inspired to is Instagram in general because okay. there's so many artists. So I might see, oh, like someone did the cool, you know, circle wire earring, but like, what if I took that 
and applied something that I know to it too. So yeah, I think a lot of um, the different like mediums that I'm bouncing from in that moment was me just saying like, hey, like let's just give it a go. Let's just see like what this is like and explore it. So cool. And I saw you had a couple art shows um, not too long ago back here in Savannah. So did you like, because you're in Oklahoma, did you like bring all your stuff and then hang it or have that ship it to have it hung in the gallery? Um, well, when I was in Savannah, um, Gallery Expresso, they always have a bunch of art shows going on, which Ooh. I noticed. And it's interesting because I never really paid attention to it. I just, I realized, I was like, wow, there's, you know, art here. But I was like, I wonder what it takes to, you know, put your art up there. So I just asked, asked Jessica and she's, um, and she's like the owner. Oh, and she's okay. like, yeah, just like show me your portfolio and you can have a show. So oh, it was, nice. it's like taking, uh, I just went for it. You, know, cool. you don't know unless you asked. Mm -hmm. So I just asked, like, can I have a show here? Can I showcase my stuff? And I felt... It was good timing in my, was it, was my senior year? Uh, it was just a good timing because I just wanted to showcase my art. Like, hey, like, this is what it would be like if I had, like, a gallery show. And this is what it would be like if I did, you know, my art and cartoons. So it was just, at that time, I just wanted to experience it all and see what stuck with me and what I really enjoyed. And in terms of the art pieces, I lived in for by Forsyth, so oh. I was able to just drive them down real quickly so oh, okay gotcha oh wow you were really busy your senior year oh yeah I was it's wild looking back now because that was only a year ago oh wow and that's awesome that you've done so much like I feel like looking at your artwork that you had been out of school for a lot longer because you have such a big body of work which is great which is awesome uh, only a year out of college Wow, that's awesome. So out of all those different things that you've experimented with, what what's your favorite or do you have a favorite? Right. Oh, I don't know if I have a favorite yet, but if I had to be, if I had to say what I'm leaning towards, uh -huh. I really like the idea that for the fine art stuff, mm -hmm. I like, you know, being able to to say like oh like I have a gallery show or I have an exhibit where I like create work in a series of like what I'm feeling or what I want to present and being able to showcase that so I like that aspect that's something I'm trying to go for right now because that's really cool and then on the other side um in my senior year I believe it was my senior or my junior year I was I had a book illustration class mm -hmm. And I was able to write a children's book. Oh, and then cool. uh, my friend, uh, Michelle Borth, uh, she flew me out to L.A. and we did a reading across America. And I was able to read that book to oh. kids, which felt really weird. Because it's like, this is just something I wrote in class. But it was interesting to see the yeah. reaction. So I always hold on to that because something so simple as a cartoon or something that you drew could mean so much to you know, a young audience. So I also don't want to lose that okay. in whatever way that is. Mm -hmm. I like that aspect too. Oh, so that's cool. like the two things I don't want to let go of. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed children's book. Like I spent, before I became an art teacher, for about 10 years, I was a graphic designer and a freelance illustrator. So my 
specialty tended to be in the children's book area. So I just, I don't know, I enjoyed it and I would like to get back into it. But the artwork I did was like, it's 10 years old and I'm not going to show that to an art director and I'm redoing all my portfolio and the direction I want to go in. So, and the style, all that great stuff. So, but, um, yeah, that's really great. So when you, um, which is awesome that you write, because I do not write. That's something that I am terrible at, and I really wish I was better at writing. But um, so can I ask what your book was about that you um, showed and you read? Oh, yeah, my book was, uh, um, I actually wrote it like the night before because um we were to illustrate a children's book for the class, but I didn't want to do something that already existed because uh -huh. like, oh, this is my chance to, you know, write something silly. And my book, it was just about this dog who like doesn't love himself enough and sees all these other animals. So he'll see, you know, a giraffe very tall. And then in the illustration, he's on stilts with a giraffe. Like, oh, I wish I was tall like a giraffe or I wish I had stripes like a zebra and he's painting stripes on himself. Oh, cute. So it was kind of just like the simple idea that you need to like love yourself first uh -huh. and like you're good the way you are. Nice. But expressed through illustrations that were that are silly, but uh -huh. it a lot to a kid without them even knowing what it really means. Oh, so. awesome. Have you um, tried sending it out and stuff? Um, there was a uh, art director's day. Uh -huh one year and I I had some good conversations I think that was in the midst of applying for jobs and oh, doing stuff so yeah I was able to reach out but I think I need to get back into it because I don't yeah. think I was dedicated to that at mm -hmm. the moment yeah so yeah. it was good to get feedback from them but yeah, I just yeah. haven't like Anything about it? Oh, it's okay. So. You got a lot of you get a lot of stuff going on, and I I think it's one of those things. It's like that right time or mind frame, and then you're able to go for it. Um, but yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, I, and I think that's one of the things. You know, if it's something that you really want to do, you eventually will figure out how to squeeze that in. So it always yeah. works out. But that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I could never write. I my uh yeah, it's pretty bad. So I just stick with um folk tales, fairy tales that are already in public domain. So I use those. So right now because my sister um I have a younger sister. She's a secondary math teacher and she wanted me to work on a tattoo design. So she was like, um there's a folk tale about magpies and uh, it's a Korean folk tale. But anyway, so I designed this uh, tattoo for her in black and white pen and ink. And then I was like, well, I'm going to look at this folk tale. And so I'm working on a surface design that, well, first the illustrations first. I, I have realized like, I got to do the illustrations first and then do the patterns based on pulling some of the motifs out of the illustrations. Because I always liked... Um, know like some of the children's books I've really enjoyed um and really liked were ones that the design and the illustrations just all felt seamless and it felt really mindful and so even the end pages they would take um, um parts of the illustrations and then do a repeat pattern out of them so I always thought that was really nice yeah yeah and you then you just feel like it's all this really well thought out beautiful piece of artwork so yeah well, I just, yeah, I'm so amazed by all the different things that you do, because when I went to your website, I was like, could this really all be the same artist? It's so diverse. It goes from very fine art to commercial. So I thought, I mean, it makes you very marketable. 
So I wanted to ask you then, because how do you, you, you seem really like you would not have a problem with this. Do you ever get artist block? Do you have a hard time staying motivated then? Because you are just, you know, working on all these different projects. Do you ever, what do you do, you do anything if you do have artist block? was working at Hobby Lobby, I feel like my artist block was more than it is now because you know, you're doing a nine-to-five job and you're constantly working on stuff. So you are being creative. So I think my artist block for me personally was, that was hard because I would come home and I'd just go, you know, dinner, chill out, and then go to work the next day. So that was like the height of my artist block. Okay. But like in terms of staying motivated even during that time, would just be, hey, like maybe sketch something in your free time when you're watching TV, maybe just keep the juices flowing. And I always found out that, you know, if I look at artists, I follow a bunch of artists on oh, Instagram. Okay. And I think being able to see people do their own thing, that inspires me. So that's the way okay. I stay motivated is seeing other people present themselves and showcase their work. And it's like, wow, like that's inspiring. And maybe that will spark something in me and, you know, get me going. And with um, this whole quarantine thing, yeah. I think I'm motivated just in terms of exploring more ideas of how I want to present my work and where do I want to go with my work without pressuring myself to be productive every single day. I think just um, doing one small thing gets you farther than you were before. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. Like, I've now tried to build in time to reflect. Like, I know it seems kind of corny or I don't know, having that moment where you just, I don't know, go do something else. Like, I'll work on my thesis project and then I'll be like, you know, I, I just need to be mindful and just do something completely different. I might go bake something or, or whatever, go for a walk and then I'll come back and I feel like I can see something I didn't instead of forcing myself to just keep going. Yeah. So, and then I was wondering, um, you mentioned that you um, enjoy seeing um, different artists work on Instagram. Is there anybody you recommend that I should take a look at on Instagram? Um, on Instagram, there is, there is this one artist, her name is Ashley Mary. Okay. And she's a painter Ooh. and her work is very colorful, but also kind of fine art and abstract. Mm -hmm. And I just like seeing her work because um, she looks like someone who's really worked hard to get to where she is. She has her own studio and stuff and her just posting her work. And I guess, I guess I just appreciate her as an artist. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily the work that I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think just artists, you know, are fully themselves and are passionate. That's inspiring on its own. So I love seeing her work. There's also another artist, um, Allison Black. And she's more of a cartoon, children's art style. And she has a lot of work she's done for like Target and Ooh. children's books and stuff. So that's always fun to look at too on the you know cartoon side. It's cool. I'll definitely check them out. I'm always looking for different um, just artists, you know, whether it's like things in fine art or just, you know, and like you said, it's not so much... You know, like, because every artist, that's kind of what I figured out. Like, I I feel like, you know, there are things everybody's work 
has different aspects that there are different motivations for why they make their art and what they're doing. And I do admire their motivation and I admire the skill level. You have great skill level with your, with all the things that you do. But I realized I was like, I like it, but I don't, I don't know that I want, I could, I could never be that, but I can take things that I find that I go, oh, I like that part of it. And I think that would be interesting to say like how, um, it would work in this other area, but I, I've realized over the years, cause I felt like, um, I don't know, just in my undergrad, it felt like it was just a lot of like, uh, I just felt like there was a lot of just felt like, you know, that whole style thing. And I just feel like it's one of those things. You just, you look at a lot of art, you look at a lot of things that you like, and then you kind of narrow down to what your personal tastes are, what you enjoy doing. And then when you just, if you, yeah. Yeah, and then you don't force it and stuff like that, and then it feels more natural to you, who you are. So, yeah, great. I'll definitely check those um, artists out. So, in your studio, what is the most important thing you cannot live without? Um, well, I think probably my tablet, in terms of actually creating art, because... Okay. You know, pencil and paper also help, but this is how I would, you know, post my art, etc. But aside from the art aspect, I think just music in general is probably my most important thing because that helps me, that helps my creativity and like flow and what I'm feeling, it like emphasizes it, like heightens it or really brings it out in me. So probably the music, aside from like the actual tablet that I create art on, is probably the most important thing. Nice. So, um, let me see. Oh, what would you tell yourself if you could go in a time machine back to your freshman year at SCAD? What would you tell yourself a piece of advice? Right. Oh, for your um, art career. Life advice. Oh, art, 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 um, career wise. Art career wise. Mm -hmm. I think. It would go back to the thing that you were talking about, about the style thing. I feel like I would tell myself to not feel so much pressure to be this one specific kind of artist, to just let it happen and allow it to happen. Um, I was an animation major coming into SCAD, but then I switched um, my June, my sophomore year, and that was a lot of pressure on me because like, okay. oh, I had this planned out. I was going to be this animator. And that, I feel like that took a lot out of me to switch over because, you know, you think your whole life is going to switch and you have it all planned out. So I think what I would tell myself is to like kind of take a chill pill. It's like, <laughs> you're going to figure it out. It doesn't all have to happen right now. And college, it's your career isn't college. College is where you're trying to figure out what you want to do, you explore and you experiment. Even when you're out of college, you're still doing that. That doesn't define you know, who you are as an artist based on what you do right after college too. So patience, take the chill pill, <laughs> like relax, give yourself some like love and like don't be so hard on yourself because you're in competition with everybody at SCAD because everyone's amazing. Mm -hmm. So you feel that pressure like, oh, like yeah. that person's really good, but like what about me? And like look at what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So I think you need to focus on yourself Yes, this is like your journey. It's your experience. So. Oh, that's so, uh, that's really great that you got that wisdom so early on. I, I think for me, it wasn't until I became, uh, after I taught for 11 years as an art teacher, and then I just was like, you know, yeah. everybody has their own journey. And it's like, 
my biggest thing, my biggest takeaway is, like you said, there are so many talented students in the graduate program. There are so many talented students. And I just was like, you know, I admire their work, but their interests are so varied and different. And even if we are interested in the same thing, like children's books or surfaces, their work is very different than mine. So it's kind of, yeah. And so that's the normal thing. And so like, I just go, I compete with me. Am I a better artist than I was six months ago? Am I looking at how I've progressed and how I've grown? Because that's, yeah. Yeah. And so that's been the, the best thing. And so once that like mindset shifted and changed, I was like, I'm so much happier, you know, I'm just yeah. and enjoy the process better. So yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So the last question I have for you, it's one of those, uh, deep questions and some people they just like you know and it's not a biggie if you don't feel like answering it but it's like it's just always end it with the same question for everybody um so at the end of your life you've made all the art that you've wanted and you've lived a full life if there could be nothing left behind of your existence but a note you've written with three final truths what would those mm -hmm. truths be so my final truths sort of mm -hmm. not, with, not with what i just said oh okay um, the truths are one, um, you're the only one to experience your life. Two, love yourself, loving yourself is the most important thing. And then three, that uh, it's a beautiful life. So, short and sweet. Oh, great, great. Well, can you do a shout out of your social media? So people, um, I mean, I'll put it in the description box, but it'd be great if you, you mention it as well. Um, well, my Instagram is... Maggie Roth underscore. Um, and then my website is MaggieRoth.com. Um, and that's the only uh, social media I have. I do have a LinkedIn. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then going yeah. to what we just said, the life thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really think it's just important that it's like you're the only one doing your thing mm. and you got to appreciate the person living it, which is yourself. You have to love yourself. And if you don't, if you don't, that's okay. You're going to learn how to, and you just got to experience it and, you know, give yourself the patience because, you know, no, no one asked to like be born in this world because like you weren't, that wasn't a question when you were born. It's like, it just happened. So it's like everything that you gain from life is a blessing. So you should, you know, appreciate it no matter what's happening. So, and I think as an artist, it's great that we're blessed with being able to express something that's like conceptual or something that we feel like visually and other people can take from that. So, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Well, it's so insightful talking to you. I've really enjoyed it and, and your work is just great. And that I think you will have a very, um, yeah, a successful continue continue with the success in your career that you've had. I could definitely see that you do definitely doing a lot more um, gallery work too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah I've been very focused on that just because I feel like I didn't have the time to do that when yeah. I was at Hobby Lobby because that focus was more on illustration so I felt like the line work and stuff I wasn't diving into that mm -hmm. and I think just the experience of you know getting a job right out of college you know living on your own mm -hmm. and stuff that was um stuff I just wanted to express through my line work now so it's like what did I go through what am I experiencing yeah. and just abstractly present that so oh 
awesome. Well, I find it that's very challenging to work, you know, because it's like it's that's hard. And when I've done more abstract, it's like I want to go that route because I do enjoy. I love the textures. I love the looseness and the gestural part of it. And abstract people who do abstract work, their use of color is usually really strong. And that's the stuff that I go like, wow, I love that. I would love to like color field paintings and things like that. So, but I bet you, I know you are going to be very successful in whatever endeavors you do, because it seems like you go 120% in those efforts. So I, I applaud you. And I think that's one of the biggest things to keep creating and making and, uh, and finding what your passions are. So. Thank you so much for being on uh, my podcast, Maggie. And uh, just talking to you. And I, and I wish you the best too with your uh, MFA as well. Oh, well, thank you. And I've learned a lot from talking to you. So um, I'll, I'll be, uh, yeah, everybody can learn about it too on the podcast. So uh, everybody, that was, uh, this is my creative life.